This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. This is the Mark Madden Unfiltered Podcast from the Bet Rivers Network. Welcome to the Mark Madden Podcast on the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Don't forget, bet now from anywhere. And by that, I mean bet a lot from anywhere and everywhere and often. Ron Hextall tried to trade me to open up cap space, but I have a no movement cost, so here I am. It's time now to talk to my co-host. Let's welcome to the program, Tim Benz. Tim, uh, what's your take on the Grandland trade? I'd have preferred the Chikrin trade, which Ottawa made. I just don't see how this helps. Then again, I'm not sure the Chikrin trade would have helped enough. I definitely agree with the last part, but I also think that Chikrin... Could be, especially if he comes here, likes it here, it works out, at least on his individual level, he could be a piece moving forward. He's only 24. Um, you and I have talked about this a couple times on various formats. I would have liked the notion, I would have been okay with giving away the first round pick with the notion of you acquire him and maybe extend him. Uh, maybe even do it a year, as quickly as you can the year out. So... He doesn't ask for quite as much. I think that would have been worthy of a first-round pick. And because it didn't cost two first-round picks, I think that makes the Granlund move look worse by contrast. I think so, too. Uh, Granlund's old. He's small. He makes too much. He signed for two more years, too, but I'm not sure I see that as a good thing. He only has nine goals. I mean, Tim, am I missing something? What is Hextall thinking? What makes this good for the Penguins? It strikes me as very token. The only thing that's good about it is the immediacy of he's better than any other third or fourth line forward that you had. You sure about that? I am. But that, I'm not saying he's a good player. I'm just saying he's better than what they had. Who would be a better third or fourth line player that they currently have? Uh, oh, no. If you look at it in terms of individuals, okay. But now Bluger and McCann are gone. They did get Granlin. But the bottom six, I don't see it as being better. And if so, not by much. And if so, not enough. He's not three people, if that's what you're saying. And he's certainly not He's not even good enough to be two. He might not be good enough to be one. Yeah, I was going to say, I'm <laughs> I not mean, sure. I, I get your premise. It's like, did in, you... In and of himself, he... Again, no trade could have helped enough. But this one might not help at all. The concern is, do they just swap out three sub-mediocre players who are relatively cheap for a more expensive one sub-mediocre guy? Yeah, I get it. But... Or maybe just, he's mediocre. But, but that ain't enough. He's $5 million worth of mediocre. And like people saying, he's got term. He's got term. Again, that meant something for Chitrin 
that doesn't mean anything but potentially bad for this guy. Well, and, and Granlin's more of the same, Tim. To me, he brings nothing they didn't already have. Like you said, the oldest team in hockey just got a little bit older. The smallest team, maybe not the smallest, but one of the smallest teams in hockey remains small because of this. He's sort of a playmaking setup guy, third liner, which you don't think of, do you? I mean, you could occasionally get goal scorers on the third line. You get crash and bang guys on the third line. You get defensive shutdown guys well, on the like third line. Like I said, line. more of the same. I guess he really, I mean, he's a typical penguin if that matters. To a degree, you could hope that he's Benino, but that wasn't Benino's line. That was Kessel's line. Yeah, he ain't Benino. Uh, I have two theories regarding what Hextall's done uh, going up to the trade deadline. One is Hextall just wasn't going to trade a first-round pick no matter what. I look at the deal made uh, by Ottawa for Chikrin, even Boston for Bertuzzi. They involve first-round picks, but those are better deals for better players. Right, and to my previous point about Chikrin, you're getting a guy that you've got for two years after this that's 24. If you give away a first-round pick... And theoretically, Mark, let's say you extend him for five years. Your first round pick becomes a guy that then you've got for six and a half, seven years, and you've given up what would probably amount to $7 million of cap space for that guy for his years 24 through 31. Instead, you're getting Granlin at 31 through 33. Well, uh, you know, I had- for, for a second round pick. Like, I think a first round pick is worthy of what I just described for Chitron. I understand not wanting to trade a first-round pick. I bet Sidney Crosby doesn't. I mean, those first-round picks ain't going to be here in time to help Sidney Crosby. And once you kept him and and Latang and Malkin, it became about now. Even if that's misguided, like mm-hmm. I said, they were never going to win again with this core after they didn't trade Malkin in 18 or 19 and get that big package to rebuild around Sid. As soon as they did that, you know, declined to – to trade Gino to, I don't know, Florida for maybe Barkoff in a first-round pick. And I'm just spitballing here, but something like that would have been available. As soon as you didn't pursue that, what's happening now became inevitable. Would your opinion there be softened a bit if they held on to the first-round pick and they used that first-round pick in the offseason to get something of more import for next year when they have more cap flexibility? Yeah, I really trust Textall to do that. Well, I don't necessarily either, but I mean, do you trust him to do anything when he's more cash cap strapped this time? I wouldn't trust him to wash my car. And I think he's got to be gone at season's end. And I think Burke's got to be gone too. I worry that they're going to fire Hextall and let Burke take the reins, which might be worse. Which might have been Burke's thought all along when he was willing to take this job. It might be his thought uh, currently as well. Now, my other theory is no deal was going to get made that moves Carter to the fourth line or gets them scratched. Uh, And I think Sullivan's an accomplice with that because the veteran respect. Carter is a Hextall crony from L.A. Almost everything that's gone bad with this team can be traced back to Carter getting that contract extension and then being protected in the expansion draft. And as far as Sullivan's role in that, look at Patrick Marlowe. I mean, he played him no matter what. Took him until, what, the third game of the Montreal series? Yeah, but even in the elimination game... Marlowe was out there at the end trying to tie it. And then the other night in Nashville, uh, it's 2-1. to one. Uh, Penguins very late, and Carter's out there protecting the lead, even though he just he's done. He's washed up. Do you see Bluger capping him again? Does the phrase addition by subtraction apply to all three of them? 
especially when you consider what yes, mass I, of yes. whatever is good. I mean, it really shakes up your penalty kill, and I'm curious to see how the they approach The kill concerns me, that. yeah. But, uh, but you can't keep bad players on the team just because they can kill penalties. You, you, you can be a one-trick pony, but maybe not that trick. It's, it's significant, but not significant enough. It goes to the, who do you get to kill penalties? Somebody else. Right. School of thought, which I understand. So let's say that they're all addition by subtraction then. All right. And you're going to get better production and better play from more of O'Connor, paling whenever he gets healthy. Uh, you call up. Pustinen or Nylander or whoever, that could be a good thing. And then maybe that fourth line turns into your quasi-third line. And because he's playing with Grandlin, it doesn't look like they're dissing the vet with Carter and Heinen. And maybe that's that's the answer to soften how much ice time Carter gets. Here's what I do, Tim. And it's a desperate idea, but here goes. I create three balanced lines... By my third line would be Grandlin, Rust, and Zucker. I would pair Sid and Jake, Malkin with Raquel, then start throwing crap at the wall and see what works. It it probably wouldn't. I'd try paling in the top six, though, because did you know, Tim, he is the fastest skater in the league. He's faster than McDavid. He's been timed by whatever means they time it. What's bothering him now, though? Is it a leg injury? What's what's his problem? I think it's just that he stinks. <laughs> Or they couldn't figure out a way to get him on the cap like they were doing with Rutta for a while. Well, you're right. He's hurt a lot. Yeah. Um, So you're saying just leave a top wing open on both of the top two lines? Yes, and use Paling. I don't know, put Carter with Malkin, Raquel, Danton Heinen. I mean, Tim, it's a crappy plan, but at least it's a plan. I see no evidence of a plan. How is Sid going to react to that one? Sid seems okay with getting either Rust or Raquel, which by his standards is wildly flexible. Yeah, I think if. But Sid, what about another guy? I, I think if, Sid needs to learn with things being done that he isn't necessarily crazy about. Uh, don't get me wrong; he shouldn't be crazy about what what Hextall's done uh, at this deadline. But but I I always think teams get themselves in trouble appeasing the dressing room all the time. Once in a while, okay, but. Uh, not all the time. What you just described did pop into my head a little bit when I was trying to figure out how to shuffle all the lines. And I keep seeing all these metric stats floated around Twitter about how Zucker and Granlin played well together in Minnesota, like trying to recapture some of that. Maybe putting the two of them together. That's what I mean. And But but only mess around with that line. Leave Raquel up with Sid. Or, or, or leave... And maybe put yeah. Heinen with... Or Paling or somebody else. With Malkin and, Malkin and Russ. Russ. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, maybe. But, but I, I and, think... You know what that also does, Mark? Then that also mitigates how much damage Carter can do on the third line if you're going to keep rolling him out there. Maybe they can drag him along. Carter's going to do damage wherever he plays, however minute, many minutes or few minutes, because he just stinks. Uh, Tim, did they make the playoffs, and do they win a round? LOL. They do not win a round. Do they make the playoffs right now? My hunch is still yes, because i got to see them not make it before I believe that they won't. But if you're going to ask me, do I want to bet on these Penguins, instead of somebody else just getting hot, like I'm not going to take my money and throw them on Pittsburgh when I think one of four other teams might be able to rise up and catch them. Well, five. You counting the Capitals out? No, I'm not. I was thinking about the Capitals. 
I was thinking about Florida, Florida Islanders. Island, well, the Islanders are already Buffalo, in. Buffalo, Detroit. The Islanders are already well, in. Well, yeah, you're, you're battling five other teams for two spots. Yes, exactly. So and I, I think the Islanders will qualify. And my hunch is it's Ottawa, Washington, uh, who's the other teams? Just Buffalo. One, one of those teams, I can't bet against all of them not getting hot enough to catch Pittsburgh because I just don't see Pittsburgh in my head putting together a long run. I'm torn on it. I, I guess I got to say they'll make it because I have to see them not make it first before I believe it, but I'm ready to believe it. Like, this looks like a team that's not going to do it. I, I think it's 50 50. Yeah. Let me play devil's advocate and ask again did it really matter what Hextall did at the deadline? I mean, the ceiling to me is the first round loss. So that, that that's not me excusing incompetence. I just can't be that outraged when I know it, it couldn't go too good. And I think you are seeing some of that on Twitter, like people overrating what their chances were going to be if they got Chitrin and didn't get Grandlin. People still think because they have Sid, Gino, and Latang that there's the potential to go on a run and win a championship. Well, I hear it and every day on your show. There just isn't. I hear it every day on your show. Somebody... At some point or another during three hours of your broadcast, we'll come up and use the call up and use the phrase, anything can happen in the playoffs. Yeah, but it usually doesn't. You know, because uh, the Blue Jackets beat the Lightning a couple years ago. Anything can happen. Yeah, sure, I guess Omar could get hurt and they uh, somehow beat the Bruins, but oh, I doubt they, it. If they play the Bruins in the first round, it's going to be horrible. Uh, if they play Carolina, they'll lose. But it might go six, and the games will be close. They tend to play Carolina close and, and lose. And Carolina yeah. doesn't have star power. You need star power to blow through series quickly. And sooner or later, you need it to win a series against a good team, period. Something really fluky would have to happen. I still can't believe that Tampa lost that series, for instance, Columbus. But I'm not going to pin my hopes on the Penguins and say they're going to do it just because that happened first. Well, here's what really sucks, Tim. Next year, the Penguins might not come close to the playoffs because I don't see any of the top six, you know, the top three in each division in the East, becoming worse. And I see uh, Ottawa, Buffalo, and Detroit all becoming better. And I I can't see Florida playing this bad again. I could see Carolina getting worse. Then they like this might be as good as it gets for them this year. If if they have a bad playoff, I could see that. I could see them receding based on being another year older still not having done it, and being discouraged by that. Could you see the Rangers potentially doing this all-in that they're doing now, having it not work out, and then not figuring out how to put it together the maybe, same way? Maybe, but, but the Like, you remember when the Penguins did that? In, uh, when they got all those pieces 13. together? Yeah, to 13, and then what they do in 14? 14, they barely made it, right? Or yeah. was that 15? I'm trying to... Lost to the Rangers. No, 14, they lost to the Rangers. They were decent in 14. They... Yeah, lost to the Rangers in 15 as well. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I, I could see that. I mean, I still think that's a good roster, but I, I still don't trust their goaltending. Between, you know, mediocre goaltending, to my mind, Anderson, I would play that Russian kid, but apparently they're not going to, the young kid, the rookie. Uh, between my goaltending questions and their lack of star power, uh, yeah, you're right. I could see them recede, but still, Tim, that's like we're talking one team receding and a bunch of other teams getting better, uh, coming on strong, yeah. Um, how do you think Sid feels about this? I think underwhelmed, but then again, he has to. I mean, he's a smart enough guy to understand that they didn't have the maneuverability to have a big swing to change the team. He also has to understand that if, if they went out and got Chitrin, 
What else are they going to do to really help the forward unit then? Well, they needed to help the third line more than more than get Chikrin, but Granlin just doesn't help the third line that much or enough. But Chikrin at least would help them for the future on the blue line. Yes. You know, like that that was a piece that could be and, and part of And people were calling him a good long-term partner for Latang, but but I think they play too similar. I, I'm not discounting that. I'm just saying that it wasn't as nailed on as, as some people think. And finding defensemen who can score and move the puck and do both things in both ends of the ice, those are harder guys to find than bottom six. Like, you should be able to find a bottom six. Uh, we, we what, what team improved itself the most in the East, Tim? People talk about the Rangers with Tarasenko and Kane, and I give them credit, and, and I think this helps them this year and moving forward, too. When I heard they were going big game hunting you know, before the trade deadline, I can't believe they got Kane and Tarasenko without giving up any players in that one line. Uh, Kedel, uh Kako, and uh, Lafreniere. I thought they'd have given up at least two of those players to get just about anybody. Turns out they gave up none of them, because that's, that's a really good third line. What about Boston getting Bertuzzi? Well, Orlov, too. And Orlov, too. And I think the fact that they got Bertuzzi to mitigate the loss of Hall who's going on LTIR was big for them. Like You know what they did, too? They got guys like Orlov and Bertuzzi and uh, Hathaway, and they're not really displacing anybody else. They're not causing friction in the locker room, which was the case in 13 with the Penguins when they got, boy, there's so many I'm not even sure I can remember. Aginla, Morrow, Crankshaft, and Jokadin, right? And, and I remember that Jokin was probably ended up being the best fit of the bunch. Well, Sid Sid told the media he was content playing with Duper and Cooney, which Dan Bosma took like a papal bull. Uh, shame on Ray Shiro for not consulting with Sid before he made the trade for Aginla, because if Sid doesn't want to play with Aginla, then there's no point getting Aginla. And shame on Bosma for just telling Sid and Shiro too. They should have told Sid, "Look, we got this guy to play with you. He's playing with you." Uh, here's a story. You know, the one thing about that, Mark, though, is a little, if we go back in time and look at it, it didn't work out as badly as we made it out to be until the Bruins series. Yeah, but they stumbled through the first two series. They never meshed like you'd figure. They didn't mesh, but it's not like Aginla didn't score. You know, Aginla... He needed to be on right wing on Sid's line. Here's a story. I'm not sure if I told her on the air, but I'll tell it now. I must have. It's too good a story. Uh, When, when, when... Sid wanted Duper and Cooney. And by the way, part of that was Duper lobbying incessantly to stay on Sid's wing. Duper, for all his popularity with the fans, was a clubhouse lawyer who was 1,000% me first. No question about that. But they went to James Neal and said to him, listen, you know, we don't want to put Iggy at left wing. Would you be willing to switch over? And he said, no. And and they go, what do you mean? Because they thought he'd just acquiesce, right? He goes... I'm having a career year at right wing. That's my position. If if Sid gets to pick his line mates, why can't I stay where I'm at? It's a good argument. Well, the, the answer is because he's Sid and you're not. Uh, yeah, but still, it, it, it was the right thing to say because they should have told Sid, Iggy's on your line. And again, we felt really hard done by. Too classy to talk about it. Really hard done by. Although whether, you know, that... Hard done by when it comes to Sid or when it comes to Good the team? question. I don't know. He was very disappointed by the way he was used here in Pittsburgh. That's the best way to put it. Especially when there were so many other options, places for him to go, including Boston, who beat the Penguins. Right, and Boston thought they had him. You remember that? Like I went to bed that night thinking that Boston 
had won the sweepstakes. Remember, there were reports out there that they had actually acquired him. I remember coming into the studio, almost going on the air the next morning, thinking that Boston had gotten a Gidla. Like, I remember I was a little late. I kind of overslept because I was up so late the should, night before. Should have just gone with it, Tim. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Boston got Iggy. What are we going to yeah, do? What are we going to do? Hey, what do, you mean? What, what, what do you mean, huh? What? Say that again? Tim, here's a tempest in a teapot, by the way, uh, regarding the Penguins at the trade deadline. I've been told, and I know for sure, the dressing room is really upset because McGinn got waived and Bluger got traded while their dads were there on the dad's trip. But the players have no right to be mad at the organization, and I'll tell you why. The players pick when the dad's trip is. And the dad's, uh, the players assumed, and rightly, I'm sure, because I've been to both places, the dads were going to have a good time in Nashville and Tampa. What's in Tampa, Mark? A lot of things, but (laughs) but no longer the Tanga Lounge. Uh, But uh, the dads, you know, were going to have a good time in Nashville and, and Tampa, and the players, I guess, didn't recognize that... The trade deadline was then. Right, exactly. So so what happened happened, and it sucks, but you can't let the business of hockey stand still because it's the dad's trip. No, you can't. I mean, you should have the foresight to be able to figure that stuff out. And if you don't, like if you got the foresight enough to look at the calendar and say, this is when we want to do it, you should also understand what happens on the calendar in that time. Well, maybe... There's a dad's trip come up at Wilkes, and Brock McGinn's dad can go on that. I mean, <laughs> if I'm Brock McGinn's dad, I'm embarrassed every time I turn on the TV to watch him play this year. Well, you know what? They've got those kind of places in the Poconos, as I remember as well. That's not too far of a drive from well, it, Wilkes. It, it's kind of funny because uh, everybody was saying the, the announcers. Dome, is that what that place is called? The media, everybody. They're saying, uh, you know, what a great you know effort by McGinn while he's you know on waivers to make that pass to Sid. Right. It was really hard to fire the puck to sit wide open down the middle for a breakaway. Nobody else would have thought of doing that. It just coalesced, I think, more than anything else. Then, of course, by extension, when he makes that pass and Sid scores that goal, you dive deeper into the box score to point out this block shot and this hit and this good shift, and it turns into a storyline. And That's that's how we fill time before trades are made. You think Hexville's going to make another move before the deadline? I was just going to ask you that, if this is maybe a precursor. Is that possible? I mean, okay, now, now what do you want then? Do you want another forward, or at this point, do you want Chitron Light? I'm not sure there is a Chitron Light available. I don't know if there is either, but do you want help for the Maybe Blue bring line? his dad back to play. His dad played here. He got a ring, right? Um, Did he get a ring? He was on the 92 team, right? Somebody called the show and go, well, you know, didn't his dad play here? And I go, yeah. And the guy goes, he wasn't very good, was he? I go, no, but his kid's better. Uh, so we're going to blame the kid for what the dad's ceiling was in 1992? Apparently, but I, I don't know. I mean, I would want another third liner. You Okay. I think their defense is, is adequate. I, I would have been disappointed if they would have traded like Marcus Pedersen to Vancouver for like Brock Besser, you know, some kind of package there. Because I think Pedersen's been their best defensive defenseman, and that would have turned the left side of defense from something okay into a profound weakness. If they can't move... Bluger or McGinn or Kapanen at the deadline to get at least one person in that they think is better. What does the locker room want then? Well, how is that? What would they prefer them that's, standing that's, pat? That's where the locker room. And to be honest, most locker rooms in sports are like this, especially in the NHL. I mean, L.A. crying because Quick got traded, Edmonton crying because Barry got traded because they're popular guys. 
okay, do you want the team to get better or not? Yeah. Okay, like, hockey's a business. It's not the Colby eternal. Armstrong was popular, and they got Marion Hosa. The eternal, but yeah, there was the complaints back then, You're right? You know, and there are now. Every time somebody gets traded, it's the the eternal bond of brotherhood. Run wild, brother. Uh, yeah, so I Sid was only in what his third year that then, though, right? Oh, let me let me tell you a trade that would have upset the locker room. Like, let's say they would have traded for Chickren and Dumoulin goes to Arizona as a make weight, you know, cap wise. The locker room would have been upset by that for sure. In fact, I think the locker room will be upset if they don't bring Dumoulin back. Oh, you mean as a free agent? Yes. Oh, that can't happen. Well, you know what they got to do? They got to offer him one year at the minimum so he turns it down. They need him to turn something down. Just to make it look like we do the Pirates thing, we made an effort. Or Or we wanted to keep him. Or they could say to the dressing room, listen, you guys haven't won a playoff series since 2018. Shut up. Who's they, though? Who's the they in that sentence? I'll FS- do it if they want. FSG, Hextall? Who- me. <laughs> me. That's who. Me. I'll go in and do it. Uh, Does they matter? They's kind of turning into a big deal. Who is they with FSG? Well, as I've been saying, all their teams have been in decline since they bought the Penguins. I kind of wonder if they've bit off more than they can chew. Like Liverpool, Boston... Uh, the Red Sox, the Penguins, they're all... How's the racing team doing? They're all declining, and they're disheveled. Like, they, they look disorganized at a glance. I agree with that. Um, and I don't know who their new people are that we didn't know already. Do you? Like, are there FSG people that no. we don't know about that are pulling hockey how, how strings? About, how about this, too? I didn't mention this. How about FSG had meetings in uh, Florida, you know, regarding the Penguins? And Hextall wasn't on the trip. How can he not be on the trip? When were they? I think yesterday. Oh, you got right before the deadline. Yep. If you're the general manager, you should be with ownership in whatever form ownership you're is. You're the in. general manager. You should be on every trip, especially with a team that's walking a tightrope for the playoffs, and you need to keep an eye on closely all the time because of that. Especially with the team being in Florida, by the way, too, playing against Tampa. Why get into the Jets? Want to go to Nashville and Tampa? Well, Tampa's because of Mons Venus. <laughs> Okay, and there's a lot of other stuff there too, and in Nashville, Nashville's just kind of a conglomerate of fun, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I've been, been there a long time, but yeah, it's been a while since I've been there. I used to enjoy that trip a lot when I was on the Steelers beat, and that was before Nashville really blew up. Well, Tim, in the time we have remaining, and, and by the way, that is the the romance of podcasting. If Hextel makes another deal, almost everything we've talked about is is uh, obsolete, and we can throw well, it not away. Really, not really. We but, can say it was right at the time. We're going to get paid. That's what's important. Uh, let's talk NFL Combine, because I hate the Combine. I don't think it serves a purpose. What's it prove besides when the owners tell the incoming players jump, the players got to jump? Well, you should be on the NFL PA staff then. You should be part of DeMaurice Smith's staff, because they're trying to get rid of the Combine entirely. I think they should. I think between the Senior Bowl and video and... Just watching the players play in college, that's all the information you need. Or the pro days. Right. It's the medicals that I think are the most important. So everybody gets the same read. Interviewing people. Well, I mean, what if you don't get the same read? Do your homework. Do it yourself. Yeah, but you. But then you're asking these same athletes to be tested by 32 different doctors. You know? Like, is that any better? Like you get screened once by the NFL, and the NFL sends out a screen yeah, of this quarterback's I, 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 elbow. I don't know. It's it's very, and I don't say this lightly. It's very auction blocky. You, you know, see how fast they run, see how high they jump. I, Does it look any better optically if they do that at the University of Alabama? Maybe. And then you've got the University of Alabama doctors 
really giving you the full story about this defensive lineman's ankle surgery that he had as a sophomore. I mean, like, do you believe them? I don't know. Do you believe Pat Narduzzi to disseminate true information about the injury (laughs) Yes, of course I do. No, I don't trust him to wash my car. Now, what about this Jalen Carter? Your car is really dirty between him and uh, Ron Hextall. That's because I don't trust anyone to wash it. (laughs) Jalen Carter left the combine, the defensive player from Georgia. Uh, He's charged with reckless driving and, and, and racing in connection with the teammate's death. Um... Does that drop him down the draft? Wasn't he supposed to go like top two or three? Yeah, and now I keep seeing him dropping to the Steelers, and I keep at seventeen. Yeah, I keep seeing the Steelers. The Steelers are not drafting him. The Steelers have the room and the coaching staff to make sure he stays on the right path. We've heard that before, haven't we? Well, actually, I think it's a little better than it had been. By the way, did you see Juju's video? No. Uh, You got. I don't know where you're going, but no. You got to see the new Juju TikTok video lampooning the Eagles. Tim, it's really good. I mean, he's a he's an idiot, and AJ Brown now wants to fight him because of it. But it's like a skit video. Tim, it's really good. Was it like heavily directed, produced, and edited, or yes. something? Okay, so yes. he didn't do it himself, is what you're saying? I, I don't know, but it's it's really good. I'd take AJ Brown in that fight seven days a week and twice on Sunday, wouldn't you? I don't think Juju's ever been in a real fight in his life. But but anyway, uh, so so where's uh, Carter going to go? I mean, does this... I think somebody takes a chance on him before he gets to 17. Are you really taking a chance? I mean, this doesn't affect how good he is. No, no, I mean, I I shouldn't say chance. I think somebody takes the hit, the PR hit. Forget, like, the vertical leap and the the 40. I'd I'd make him take a driver's test. (laughs) We know that you can go 100 miles an hour down McKnight Road and not get into trouble. AB did that. Juju did that. I mean, seriously, would it be any different than those guys who we saw them do that we know AB got pulled over for doing it. Juju put it online for crying out loud. Like, this guy just happened to be in a bad situation where somebody else got killed. You know, like, but the act of no, it. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, uh, you know, making light of that by any means. Or, the, but, but, but the I, act of it for Juju and for even for Lev and LeGarrette Blunt, they were under the influence. We, uh, it, it happens. They're just kids. They'll learn. Like, they're well, not going to take a hit I, I look here. at the charges, uh, reckless driving and racing. It's not vehicular homicide. Right. Uh, but um, aren't they worried about him being charged with some sort of accessory because he didn't come clean to the cops or something like that? Yeah, but that's not the charges currently. Okay. All right. I, I don't know I don't know how that would go in terms of, you know, whatever charge might be added on. Tim, what's the difference? They're taking Peasy's kid. Have you ever felt more certain about anything in a draft that they're going to take Peasy's kid if he's there at 17. Yeah, I saw somebody say that he was going to go later, like to 28th or something like that. I don't think he goes that far, and I don't think he gets by the Steelers. I have a terrible story about Peasy's kid, about when he played at N.A. and they scrimmaged Mars. What's Just that story? Terrible, I can't tell it yet. Oh, okay. I'm going to wait till they draft him. That's a better draft day story. <laughs> That's a great tease. It, it, it That's really a is. hypothetical tease two months in advance. Yes, yes. Uh, now, the Steelers say that Weidel and his scouts do the big board, and then Tomlin, Khan, and Art Rooney the second decide. You buying it? I'm buying that Tomlin does. I'm not buying that the – and I don't think that Rooney would overrule Tomlin on anything but a quarterback. I think Tomlin makes the pick, period. I think he has for years now. And, and why is the owner involved? I mean, who'd Art Rooney the second ever beat? I saw him play intramural – football at Duquesne when he went to law school there, he wasn't even good at that. Well, you said he gave out the uniforms. And yes. They haven't been smart enough to go back to the old block numbers yet. So that Well, le- these were practice uniforms. Oh, they, this is the, pl- it, the practice uniforms can be the rounded numbers right. then, huh? I, I don't right. know what they were, but I do know he 
was a <laughs> mediocre. Put it this way. He would not have drafted himself. Or, may, or maybe he would have. <laughs> uh, finally, Tim, real quick. Does Pitt make the NCAA? They lost to Notre Dame. They're probably going to lose to Miami. What if that? Ha- what if they lose to Miami and then lose the first game in the ACC tournament? They'll be on the bubble because then I think at that point, Clemson might have played itself in and they would feel less guilty about leaving out the extra ACC And, and they don't team. like Pitt in the first place. The, the numbers hate Pitt. Well, and, and I see why. I mean, they haven't been good for how long? And they might not be this good again for a while because they're getting this coalescing of transfer talent and grad talent and all that. Well, Tim, if they have this one great year and somehow don't make it, my reaction will be, yes. <laughs> That's Tim Benz. I'm Mark Madden. This is the Bet Rivers Podcast Network. Bet now from anywhere. Catch new episodes of Mark Madden Unfiltered every week. Available on the Bet Rivers Network, betrivers.com, and wherever you find your podcasts.